Welcome to the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. I'm Adrienne Permar, the director of the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage. We're operating here near Athens, Georgia. I'm here with Mitzi Everett, my co-host and lead instructor. We'll be discussing some interesting topics in the massage therapy practice and sharing stories from our 30 plus years of combined experience in massage therapy. Welcome. We're happy to talk to you. Hey there, welcome to our second week of the podcast. I'm Adrian Permar. I'm an LMT in Georgia as well as a former BCRMT. I've been doing massage therapy for 13 years now and uh, have a lot of interest in myofascial release, in lymphatic drainage, as well as uh, education, massage therapy education. And I'm here with Mitzi Everett to discuss uh, what makes a bad massage. So Mitzi, <laughs> why don't you give yourself a little intro? Hi, yes, um, I'm Mitzi. I'm also a licensed massage therapist here in Georgia, practicing for 16 years. Um, I've taught anatomy and physiology in the past and uh, look forward to doing some more teaching and actually get in to teaching uh, application of, of that to um, Swedish and other therapy. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're talking today about what makes a bad massage. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, it is a little bit subjective, but there are some universal things that can not necessarily make it bad, but in the client's mind, it can, it can stay in that category. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that Definitely, you know, there's preferences, right? You know, we'll say right out of the bat, some people like a lighter touch or deeper touch or certain techniques. I personally love myofascial release. So that's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's my preference. But I wouldn't say if somebody doesn't use myofascial release, that's a bad massage. Right. Exactly. You know, what's... Um... What makes it a bad massage <laughs> would be more things that are outright, you know, hurting me for no reason. Right. I don't mind a little bit of discomfort for a therapeutic benefit, but if something that they're doing is hurting me, like pushing on a bone with one of their bones, (laughs) or, you know, those kind of things, there's no reason to do that. There's, there's no reason other than they're not paying attention. Right. Obviously, it's really important to get massages, to receive massages as a client, because you're going to remember things where you think, oh, geez, I hope I don't do that. Or, right. yeah, <laughs> where you go, yeah, I, I, I've been doing that and I don't think it feels good. Or hopefully you're picking up good things as well. Right. I think uh, as a massage therapist, everybody always says, oh, you must really hate getting a massage because, you know, you probably sit there the whole time wondering what, you know, what techniques are they u- they're using, things like that. And honestly, sometimes it's just the touch is all I'm wanting, and I just try to zone out and just enjoy the moment. It is difficult sometimes. <laughs> um, you yeah, know. I gave up on that a long time ago where, you know, when I was first out of school, I would go into a therapist and be like, yeah, I want you to do a pin and stretch on my uh, gluteus, you mm-hmm. know, on my piriformis, and I want you to do uh, my refresh release on my IT band. And I would always be disappointed because obviously they're not going to write down a list of techniques that right, I want I, them to do. This is the routine I want you to follow. Yes. Please do this. If I could get myself to massage myself, I definitely would. Yes. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just gave up on that. Eventually, I just said, okay, I'm going to go to a person. I'm going to be open to what they're doing. And if I like it, then I'll go back and see them again. And if I don't like it, I won't. I think, you know, as massage therapists, we have an advantage in some respects because we can express what we want a little bit more. Mm Because, as you said in the previous podcast, um, sometimes 
your if you have a first time client and getting them to use the language that we understand to help tell them what kind of massage they're looking for to tell us excuse me what kind of massage they're looking for is difficult but as massage therapists we can talk to other massage therapists and say you know these are the areas i'm really wanting you to focus on and we can use the language the massage therapist understands and so you would think we would get a better massage <laughs> <laughs> or you know it might be that sometimes someone hears you're a massage therapist and they think oh well I can just let down my guard yes <laughs> or I'm I always, can chat or whatever I'm always conflicted as to whether to tell the person I'm a massage therapist oh yeah or not. sometimes I do I, I do yes. keep it to myself yes yeah for sure because it sometimes it can either intimidate them or like you said it can almost make them less be a professional. Little dismissive. Yes. Yeah, less professional. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to what what is a bad massage? What constitutes a bad massage? I know from my personal experience, um, I don't know. I don't really don't remember the massage because of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the first clients of the day at this particular place, and it was in February. It was very cold outside. They obviously had not gotten there to warm the building or the rooms or Mm. anything. So the lobby was cold. The treatment room was cold. The table was cold. Mm. I had to ask if there was a warmer on the table. And she said, oh, yeah, I can turn it on. Oh, no. And so she did. It wasn't even on warming up. (laughs) And um, she said, would you like a blanket? I said, that would be great. Well, the blanket was folded next to the table. And she put it on me. And the blanket was cold. So I was... You know how when you're cold, you're shivering, your muscles are tight. So that's all I remember. The massage itself, I have no recollection of. So I don't know if it was a bad massage because of that aspect of I was freezing. Yeah, yeah. sometimes when you're just freezing. Um, Definitely the idea that I mentioned earlier, like you someone runs over your spine with their elbow yes or where i mean i yeah like i said i'm all i'm all up for some discomfort when it's therapeutic but there is no benefit (laughs) to something like that (laughs) right so if they're doing something that's you know painful for for that reason it has you have to wonder is it intentional because they weren't taught Mm. any better they don't realize that that's a bone yeah (laughs) and then you're thinking if they don't know that's my spine. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> what else don't they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a whole category of bad massage because of tech, of, we'll say, like... Lack of area, knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> lack of knowledge or areas of caution that are being right. ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or if I tell somebody, hey, you know, I've got... I just happen to have really bad nerve. I've got some nerve damage in my arms. And so I'll say, you know, right now my nerves are really sensitive. Please don't push on the space between uh, my bicep and my tricep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's called like, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember the name, <laughs> if it has a name or not. But anyway, there's like a, a soft spot. Space. <laughs> yeah, there's a space in between where there's no muscle and it's just the ulnar nerve is just running mm-hmm. there. And, you know, if you dig your not, your fingers in there, it right. hurts. And I already have really sensitive nerves. And so, I, so I'll tell somebody sometimes, you know, oh, don't push right there. And then, for some reason, it's like the elephant in the room or whatever. Like they, They're just magnetized to it. Yes, <laughs> right and they it. just go right to it and dig their little claws in. I'm yeah. like, oh, I just mentioned that, you know. And and who knows if it's maybe that they're nervous and that that's all they can think about. Right, they is. forgot that you said don't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, definitely, you know, let's do some muscle stripping in that yeah, other really. space. Yeah. Well, but, and speaking of claws... <laughs> right. 
<laughs> that can be something that makes right. for a bad massage. Yeah. You know, I've had therapists who, you know, their nails are a little longer than they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to do some work, maybe, you know, around the neck area. And all I can feel is their nail. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. just like that nail digging into me. And, and, um, it's, it's quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole category of just like personal hygiene, bad breath, mm-hmm. body odor, yeah. those kind of things. Right. That you would think are common sense things, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and of course, if I have long nails, which I try and keep them short, but if, you know, occasionally you forget to cut them, you right. try to avoid using a technique that's like fingertip heavy. Right. Right. You right. could just go with your knuckles or something else. Yeah. Instead of yes. anything <laughs> but the nails. Yeah, anything but the nails yeah. for sure. Yeah. So the whole the whole category of kind of like yeah, bad personal hygiene or not being prepared, like the cold the right. cold treatment room. It's like just not being prepared right. or not thinking, um, and not paying attention to those cues. Obviously, if you were sitting yes. there shivering the entire time, I mean, she I wasn't shouldn't paying. have to ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, for, yeah. Are you cold? Yeah. yeah. And I really try and remember that too, like especially if I do lymphatic drainage or if I have a long 90-minute session or something. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody at the beginning, you know, I'll ask them, do you want the, the table heat on? And mm-hmm. they'll say no. But then after 90 minutes or 60 minutes of just sitting still, right. you're cold, especially when your face, uh, when you're... Um, when you turn over. Yeah, you know, you're your supine. Face, you've been face down and now you turn over and that body is exposed to the air. And especially if you're using a biofreeze or you know, right. some kind of cooling oil that gives you that that cold sensation yeah Um, so you can really just be aware of the fact that okay even though they said they were fine when they came in right after 60 minutes of sitting still and they've still got another 30 minutes on the table I should put another blanket on them or turn on the heat or something or at least ask them yeah are you still cold right how's your temperature do we need to adjust anything yeah I think it all goes to communication I think a lack of communication sets the stage for possible bad massage mm-hmm. whether it's um you know you're not checking in with your client you're not listening to them i mm-hmm. this is another pet peeve of mine because it's happened to me several times i go into get a massage and they say what do you want to focus on today or whatever their verbiage is and i say you know i carry a lot of stress in my neck i've had a lot of injury to my neck and shoulders so i would really like a lot of attention paid to that area mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a 90 minute, I'll let them know you can still pay homage to the rest of the yeah, body. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I really want the majority of the time spent on the neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I have gone into a service and they have done their routine. You know, the, the typical massage routine, I guess you could say, I don't know if it's typical, but where I maybe get, you know, I get the 20 minutes on my back and maybe five minutes on the neck when they turn me over and Mm -hmm, that's it. mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of time spent on my legs, a lot of time here and there, and I just feel disappointed. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a whole category of of bad massage because of poor time management, poor poor planning. Right, just just not listening. Yeah, not listening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a an idea to set up, you know, for our students or even as a continuing education for how to get more satisfied clients um, that, you know, maybe there's a laminated form that just has like a picture of the body and like area of focus, area to avoid and pressure 
preference or something like that. Right. You know, we're, this is not going to be your full health intake or whatever, but I want it to be like a laminated sheet you can hang up on a hook on the door and with their name. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I try and use that person's name a few times during the treatment. Right. You know, when I'm asking them to turn over, when I'm saying like, okay, Cindy, it's all, all we're all finished right. or whatever. Just using their name a few times. So we just have the information so you can kind of like, Oh my God, I forgot completely which side they're... Oh, you don't know how many times I, as a therapist, <laughs> and I have to ask them, you know, no, did, did you, you say, say it was left or right? right? Because yeah. in, in my mind, I'm staring at them across from the table when we're talking, and then now they're on the table, and I'm like, wait, was it... You know, and I'm trying to figure it out in my head. So again, communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's fine to it, just ask, right. hey, you know, please remind me again. Exactly. Was it your left or your right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's something they said avoid. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you definitely want to yeah, yeah. You know, be um, really aware of that. I love that <laughs> idea um, of having that because, yeah, I've been in a massage and forgotten. I've been in a massage and forgotten the person's name. And so then I feel bad because I'm having to say, okay, could you please turn over? And I want to say, you know, oh, it's Cindy. But no, I know it's not Cindy. It's Susan. or you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you're spending time <laughs> during the massage thinking, was it Susan right. or So, yeah, Sarah? I love that idea of something wipeable that you could use a dry erase on and yeah. circle some areas, X some areas. Yeah, um, that's just, and then you're going to maybe transfer that onto a more permanent form later on. But just right. something that, yeah, you can just yeah. look back up and go, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. also great. I didn't think about that. You could use it afterwards. Um, to help you with your yeah your to help you with your charting keeping. yeah so that you can say okay you know this client came in they really wanted extra work here so that's going to help you for future so mm-hmm. that you don't have a future bad massage <laughs> right absolutely yeah yeah it's it's um yeah it's it's just valuable to have that you know I was talking to one of my friends about that and they were like oh I just had a really bad massage at you know wherever place and I was saying that I had this idea for, oh, yeah, we could, you know, you do this wipeable laminated thing. Right. And then we sort of got to the point where it was like, yeah, but they also have to care enough to want to give you a good massage, well. <laughs> which hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about with therapeutic massage in our last podcast about intention. You know, intention can set, make a, uh, intention can make for a good massage, a great massage or a not so good massage mm-hmm. that leaves you know kind of a bad taste in your mouth if, if your therapist is really showing that um you know if you're just kind of getting that vibe through the massage that they're just calling it in phoning it in mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're just using one hand you know i've, I've seen literally phoning it in with their texting yes, i've yeah. seen therapists do that in a couple's massage i've seen a therapist <gasps> using one hand pick up their cell phone or step away from the body yeah, and I had a student tell me one time that she was at a resort and they were in a couple's massage and her husband fell asleep and the, the therapist went and just like sat down and just completely stopped massaging. Wow. <laughs> Which is a pretty extreme, but I mean, yeah. still, I think some people when they're like, oh, my client fell asleep, so I guess I just yeah do whatever I want. <laughs> Free time. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, so I mean, there's definitely... Um, the need to be be present, be aware, and be trying to do something therapeutic, you know, right. for them. And yeah, all that stuff. And I think intention is so important. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get back to the idea of the time management. We, yes, we talked a lot about. Um, well, we talked a little bit about the idea that they're ignoring. Maybe they're ignoring, or maybe they're forgetting what you told them to work on or to avoid. Mm-hmm. Especially if you said, "Oh, yeah, my arm in that spot is really sore," or right. whatever. 
but also, you know, if it's like, I came, what, what brings you in for the massage today? Oh man, my right interscapular area or whatever I'm going to point, you know, mm-hmm. um, is just killing me. It's keeping me up at night, all this stuff. I just want you to focus on that. And I've done that before or the neck, you know, I, I really just need a neck massage. And mm-hmm. then I, I've gone into a treatment and said, oh, I just really need a neck massage. And then I'm like getting ready to get, um, supine mm-hmm. because to me, most of the neck work right it's better from in that position it's going to be supine and Mm -hmm. she's like oh yeah just get to face down and then she spent oh I don't know 45 minutes on my lower back yes (laughs) because then afterwards you know honestly my low low back felt awesome after that it was not at all the reason I went in for the massage but I said yeah I really like that technique you did on the low back and she said oh my favorite place to work is the low back but of course (laughs) the reason I went in for was for my massage right for my neck and so I always went back to her whenever I had low back pain. Yeah. <laughs> but I but never went back. <laughs> never went back. And the question is, did she not... I think what it is, honestly, is that she didn't know what to do for right. the neck. She didn't have enough... She liked the low back. She so. liked the low back. That was <laughs> she, her she did what she knew. <laughs> yeah, and I picked up a lot of low back stuff from her, actually. But, yeah, it, you know... And I think, you know, so I think this is where um, in our teaching... We can train the therapist, you know, if you are a specific type of therapist, you know, maybe you only deal with low back issues. Maybe you only deal with rotator cuff issues. Um, and somebody comes to you with something. you can build a practice like that, that's right. cool. Right, I mean. <laughs> All the power to you. Exactly. But, you know, there's, you've you got to. need to be communication. Right. And you, you have to be familiar with at least some basic techniques for the rest of the body. You've got to be able to apply that knowledge to other parts of the body. Yeah. And you should know the anatomy and the whole body. So, you know, maybe you tell the client, you know, okay, well, um, you know, I don't know how you got referred to me. I'm generally this type of therapist, but I'm going to do whatever I can for you today, and we'll see if we can give you some relief. At least let them know it's not your area of expertise, but you are willing to to work on them. So it's just all about um, communication. Yeah. You know, it's all about communicating with your client and um, setting your intention and letting your client know what that intention is. Yeah, yeah, yep. And and making sure that you do plan. I mean, I am really a strict time management person. Yes. And the way I look at time is I give them that 60 minutes that they paid for. Mm-hmm. And and my, I know, I know this is controversial, but my feeling is like I, it's from the time that I pick them up to the time I get out of their treatment room. So basically from the time I say hello to them to the time they're I'm hands off and saying we're all done and take your time getting up that's their 60 minutes okay that's the time and I start on the hour usually or whatever it is I'll start you know and I know some people at 60 minutes hands-on time right um that's I mean that's the way I generally do it and I just kind of work into my day you know when I'm doing my schedule um I just know that I'm gonna have about 20 minutes so that I can talk with them before so really they're getting they're getting me for 80 minutes probably yeah you know between before and after and during and like you said there's there's a, some people that do it both ways and I don't think there's a problem either way um, I think it's preference and you know as long as your clients know what they're getting then you yeah know. yeah six, 60 minutes of time with me right <laughs> that's what, that's the yeah. way I look at it and, and that's a lot of places do it that way um, but I don't do I mean I wouldn't book on the hour that I get, that gives me 15 minutes in between right you know and I don't book on the hour when I've worked at places in chiropractic offices where I'm working on the hour 
And that is stressful for me because then if somebody's running late or something, right. it's like really nothing you can do because you really need to be out of the room right. by, you know, 250 or whatever it is. You yeah. need that 10 minutes to change over the room. Right. But like you said, it's just all about respecting your own time and respecting your client's time. Yeah. You know, and when I go somewhere, I want them to be on time and I want them, you know, to respect my time and what I'm paying for. So I think, um, I think time management is very important. Yeah. And, and within that, so we, you know, we talked about this person who worked on the low back instead of the neck <laughs> yeah. and it was a kind of an interesting experience. You know, you sort of switch over into like, Hmm, this is interesting. This is not what I asked for, but. Right. <laughs> and so again, you know, that's what I was going to say. I've, I've never had a massage that was just like, Oh my gosh, that massage was horrible. I never want another massage. I've never had that experience, but there's been things that have happened that kind of overshadow that person. <laughs> right. They overshadow the massage because of something that was done or not done. And so, yeah, I don't want to massage with that person or it's just like, mm, you know. Yeah. Or it, it was like mostly good. And so that's the question of what, what makes it, I mean, we didn't, we are not doing a podcast on what makes an excellent massage, right. you know, takes it from ordinary to excellent, but right. Maybe but what, next time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time. But what makes it bad? I mean, Certainly, you know, we've talked about a lot of um, little things, the nails, right. the hygiene, the environment. Lack of communication. The dirty environment. Yeah, know. I think, I mean, some people may not notice that, but I notice it. If I'm going in and getting on somebody's table and having them put their hands on me, I want to know that they are washing their hands. I want to know that that room is being cleaned on a regular basis mm -hmm. because otherwise I'm not going to be able to relax. Mm -hmm. And that's been my attitude long before COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's a little bit heightened now because of COVID, you know, we're paying a little more attention. Hopefully some people are, but I see a lot of therapists who are not um, in that mindset of cleanliness <laughs> mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't go to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So if there's something like that or the, you know, even the greeting or the booking system or finding the place, I mean, I, I usually do blame myself for this, but I do tend, you know, to run late and I'm stressed about finding a new place or trying to figure it out. And, um, that, so I arrive stressed. I arrive like, right. A little harried. <laughs> yeah. Little yeah. Frantic. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not clear, like if they could send me a message ahead of time saying, you know, park here and walk up right. here and this, especially if it's not, if you're in a place where it's not, um, it's not well lit, it's not, there's not well, good signage, mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe Google, wherever you're doing your massage at, Google directions and see what it says and follow those directions. Yeah, and, and then see, say, uh, right, and say, okay, yeah. well, Google says this, but what you want to do, make sure you turn right, because Google always sends people to the wrong place. Yeah. You know, if you're getting that feedback, correct it, yeah. you know, do it yourself. Yeah. You know, take that time, and like you said, then your clients aren't going to be late, they're not going to mess up your schedule mm -hmm. and they're not going to come in already stressed out and frustrated because then you've got to work a little harder mm -hmm. to get them calmed down and satisfied. Yeah. And like I said, I usually put that on myself. Like I'll blame myself. Oh, I was late and whatever, or I was run. Or, you know, I'll try not to be late, late, obviously. Right. I try not to be a terrible <laughs> client, but, but you know, like I would love to get there 15 minutes ahead, but maybe I'm getting there five minutes ahead instead because I've been running around trying to find you, you know, right. for a few minutes. Right. And so, yeah, it just is nice if you can take those things out. Mm -hmm. And, and this is something that I've had to remember too, is that even if, or we talked about the idea of telling the person you're a massage therapist, I've been a massage 
therapists where I tell them I'm a massage therapist and they start saying, oh, well, you know the routine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, maybe. I know my routine. I, knew my I don't routine. know your routine. <laughs> yeah, and so I still, I'm like, hmm, do they want me to take my underwear on or off? Do they want right. me? I mean, obviously I get under the sheets, you know, I'm right. not one of those clients that's going to be on top of the table, but is it face down, face up, underwear right. on, underwear off? Well, everybody, every therapist has a different expectation and every client has different expectations. So, yeah, I think um, it, even clients that I have seen for years, I still go through the same thing. Okay, we're going to get on the table face down. When I come in, I'm going to put a cushion under your ankles. You know, I still kind of go through that. And when I come in and I wash my hands, I go through the same thing. If at any time we need to make adjustments to this, you know, I have my, my spiel. Yeah, that's <laughs> and so good. every yeah. single time because what may be okay one day, you know, I have a lot of clients who have hot flashes. So mm. <laughs> one day they may come in and be freezing and the next day... You know, the next week they come in and they're in the middle of a hot flash and they do not want that warmer on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even want the blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you should treat every client the same. Yeah. And don't just assume that they know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to, let's see, another category of uh, problems is, I, I think it sort of goes along with the awareness of, say, the bones or the muscles, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. But also having them touch you unconsciously you know where their body is rubbing up against my yes knee or my thigh or their chest may be Mm -hmm. bumping into my face right (laughs) really not what you want yeah (laughs) yeah yeah especially you know when you're working on the side and their hand is there and you keep bumping into their hand with your hips or something yeah can you move yeah can you move their hand out of the way can you tuck it in Mm -hmm. can you especially fingers and hands really need to be treated like like they really shouldn't be touched unless they're meant to be touched right (laughs) right I mean it can send the wrong signal it can also just make the client uncomfortable because I've been that client where where am I supposed to put my hands right yeah 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 where am I supposed to be? Am I in the right place? Yes. You don't want to be feeling anxiety about that right. as the client. Something else, you know, to think about with not only where the therapist's body is, but where your client's body is. I had a, a friend of mine who was a great massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of her massage, when I was supine, she would sit me up and... From the back, she would kind of rub up from the bottom of my back up to my shoulders to give me this really great stretch. And then she would like let me lower down really slowly. The problem with that was the blanket went down. Mm. And as I'm going back, I'm exposed. And that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And so she might not have minded, but I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's prudish of me. I don't know. But it made me very uncomfortable. I felt, you know, I was constantly holding that blanket and... Yeah. I couldn't relax and enjoy that stretch mm. um, and that that technique as nice as it was because I was... Yeah, maybe she should have had you be wearing a bra or something. Right. Or just, you know, maybe not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe just kind yeah. of slip her hands underneath without me sitting up or ask me yeah. to just hold it. I don't... I, it was yeah. just uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and sometimes the things that we as therapists think, oh, that looks so cool, yes. you know, oh, wow. Like I had, you know, I had ashiatsu, which is like massage with the therapist's feet mm-hmm. on the table. And this lady, she was cool, you know, she was she was really neat, a neat person. I used to take my students to her just to do like demos and stuff as, an, as a way to show them what's out there. 
but she would always do this thing with a, a king size like pillowcase, you know, where she'd wrap your eyes so that she said you don't want someone looking up at you while you're doing massage. So I understand that. Yes. Um, but she would cover up the eyes, and then at the end she would take the the pillowcase and pull on it to stretch my neck, mm-hmm. and just always it hurt my nerves every time. Yes. And mm-hmm. why I didn't say anything to her, I was just thinking as I'm saying this, like. What is it that we're so sensitive as therapists that we can't just say, you know, I really don't like it when you do that. And I think that's not just therapists. I think clients in general, and that's something else that makes for a bad massage. When your client doesn't express those things and then they tell their friend later, like, it was really great, except, you know, she did this thing with my hand where she pulled it up and it was just a little uncomfortable, but it was just for a few minutes. So I just, you know. Yeah. And I, we've all put up with those things and Mm -hmm. it's, it is interesting to me, I don't, as a therapist, I used to be more sensitive, you know, when somebody would say, oh, I really didn't like it when you did that, or can you move your hand, or can you spend more time, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I used to be really, like, ang- anxious and offended by that, so right. take it personally, but now it's like, sure, whatever. Exactly. If you don't like it, just tell me. Yeah, I can adjust. <laughs> I can be flexible. It's not, like, about me as a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person right. if I, you know, do something that right. you don't like. I think that's something else that makes for a bad massage when you have a therapist that is not flexible. They're not able to adjust. You know, they have their routine, they have their script, and they're not going to deviate from that you know, no matter what. You know, you're going to get thrown a loop constantly. Always, yeah. You know, somebody yeah. came in just the other day. Um, it was a 90-minute service. They wanted the whole 90 minutes on their back and neck and shoulders yeah and at first I just thought oh my gosh that's a long time I'm what am yeah. I gonna do but once I got in there and started working it was fine yeah you know, I, 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 I get found overwhelmed. a lot I used to get overwhelmed I used to have a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. honestly I would feel anxious about having the person face up supine mm-hmm. just because it was like I felt like I didn't have as much to do and what am I gonna do you know am I gonna do a long scalp massage and I this is maybe sort of a topic for a future discussion but I used to feel like things that are just pleasurable right like a scalp massage not that you can't get you know myofascial release in the scalp right. but you know if the idea is just to give them a relaxing scalp massage I sort of felt weird about it right like am I doing something that just feels good yeah so anyway but um but yeah I would get anxious about having them face up too long so I'd probably keep them face down too long they mm-hmm. would get sinus congestion or whatever it was just right for that reason but you know Hopefully, we can help our students to feel more comfortable with themselves, more confident in their skills, so that when they get a criticism, you know, it's not. Yeah, just a a suggestion, you know, to make the massage better for that particular client. It may not mean that you have to stop doing that for everybody. Yeah. But for that particular client on that particular day, they don't care for that. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think if we educate the therapist they can educate their clients and hopefully you know we'll just create better services all around yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well that sounds like a good place to um stop okay yeah yeah I mean there's there's lots of things that we could talk about but I think um I think next time we should focus on what's going to make for a great massage yeah really (laughs) that sounds good well let's hopefully we all go out and get a very good massage and avoid sounds good to me negative massage (laughs) all right thanks mitzi thank you well that's it for today on the oconee school of therapeutic massage podcast if you want to find out more about our training programs or continuing education please visit our website at www.oconeemassageschool.com 
We hope to see you next week for more massage therapy conversations.